Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I got a text. I got a text from Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> that has completely changed my mood today. And I said to him, I need you to come on the radio and talk about this. So he's going to jump on here in 15 minutes. We will get Orlovsky in. Is Swagoo ready to go? Let me have the big Swagoo, the one, the only Marcus Spears, who is the best, absolutely as good on football as anybody in the industry today. And he's on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. Swagoo, your buddy Danny, uh, and of course you can see Marcus and Dan and Laura and the whole group together every day, 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPN with the new NFL Live. But so Orlovsky sent me a text. If you want to hang on for that one, you can, you can, we can have that a three-way conversation. It's about Darnold and about Gase, and, and I'm going to be very excited about it, uh, Marcus. So it might put a little smile on my face after you try to ruin my morning this morning with all of your jet bashing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So Dan then looked at some video and saw good yeah. footwork from Sam Darnold. And let me guess, he saw a, a, a few good throws. And it's not his fault. Nobody ever said Sam Darnold wasn't a good quarterback. We said Adam Gase sucks. So he's not going to change my mind about Adam Gase. Adam Gase has a sample size large enough for us to determine what type of coach he is. And guess what Guess what type of coach he is, G? Mm-hmm. Not a good one. Right. Okay? So he, we, we have never – like Sam Darnold has made tremendous plays, and we've all been a part of saying – Look at the potential that he has. But like you always say, more quarterbacks are ruined than Than developed. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what's happening. I don't want to hear damn foolishness. I'm going to be honest with you, G. I don't don't feel like hearing it. He can give you a silver lining, and I don't disagree that Sam Dorner can be good, has the, the, the potential to be good, but a coach that I played for by the name of Bill Parcells, who's the best one to do it, told me potential ain't never won a damn thing. And I'm going to live in that space. I'm with you. I will live with you in that space. The great Marcus Spears is with me. And and I will, can I let everyone in on the little conversation before our show today? So we had a little, I had a little problem with Marcus last week. So Marcus has been working with Greg McElroy for a very long time. Uh, they worked together at the SEC Network. They did a fun show together where you were both puppets. I never fully understood how that worked, but it looked like it was fun. And now Marcus that's coming on my show about two years ago, and he's, he's just been spectacular. And he calls me G, and I really like it. It's a very nice, it's, a, it's an endearing, familial, familiar kind of thing. And then now we've started having Greg McElroy on regularly, and he's been terrific. And I put the two of them on. I'm all excited for the two of them to be on together because I know they know each other well and will be good together. And the first thing Marcus does is he refers to Greg McElroy as G. And I will tell you right yeah. now, Marcus, I had G envy. And, and this was, there, was, there was a problem with this. Yeah, G, that, that was my bad, man. And, <laughs> you know, I love, I, love, I love Greg McElroy. We worked together for a long time. Um, you know my you know my situation with abbreviate names. I really do it so I don't forget the damn names. <laughs> and obviously, I know your name. I know Greg McElroy's name, but you G because you got seniority. And honestly, you put me on, man. You know everybody needs that. Everybody needs that artist at the record label to vouch for him. 
Everybody need that guy within the building to vouch for him. And you one of the most, you one of the most, um, not only the most, one of the most prominent voices in sports talk, but you also one of the most prominent voices at ESPN. And you, you vouch for me, man. So I got to give you the tag of G. I'm gonna call G Mac. I'm gonna call Greg McElroy G Mac, and I, and that's fine. Like Greg, know how I feel about it, man. Um, I love him like a brother, but I gotta call him G Mac because you got seniority. I love it. All right, so I get the title yeah. of G. Let's get down to business here, Marcus. I, yeah. I, I just saw in the last five minutes, I started getting flooded with notes that Alan Robinson has removed the word Bears from his Twitter bio mm-hmm. and has deleted any reference to the Bears from any of his social media. How big a deal should we be making about that? Um, quite a big deal, G, because a lot of these guys communicate that way now, right? Um, Allen Robinson knew what kind of firestorm this was going to set off. Now I'm sure he's going to come on some interview and say, nah, man, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just took that out because I'm doing something new. I'm revamping my social media. But if I'm happy with a professional team I'm playing for in the NFL, okay, and had the mm-hmm. type of success he's had with the Chicago Bears, I would want to be associated on my social media platforms with that team. Period. Now, he may come out with an excuse to make me look totally dumb. But based on my experience and talking to a lot of NFL players and being around the new generation of players, which I'm proud of, I love what they're doing uh, to a certain extent, some get crazy, they communicate more through social media now than they actually communicate in person. So the fact that he took the Chicago Bears off of his bio is a big deal, and he knew it would be a big deal. So it's not a good look for him because arguably the best receiver, um, not arguably, best receiver, and it's not a good look also because he's from Detroit. And he might be, you know, Matt Stafford might look good to him. So let me ask you this. I'm seeing a lot of people, I was just was glancing at it right before we came on, a lot of people, including pro football focus, are saying that's exactly what Cam needs in New England. He needs a, a receiver who is different from what they have there. I don't know if they expect Nikhil Harry to, be, to come into his own this season. Edelman does his thing. Cam can't run the ball over and over and over again all season long. We talked about that this morning on TV. Does that make sense to you? Do you think that the, the Patriots are a player like Allen Robinson away from being a legit contender in the AFC? No, I don't think they're a player away uh, like that. I think at some point, especially in their division, the defense with the guys missing is going to catch up. Now, in their division, um, they the, he he definitely would help. But you know who he would help more, G? Like, mm-hmm. I like to go – you know that guy down there in uh, in Houston and that team <laughs> that traded away arguably the best receiver in the NFL? He, mm-hmm. he could use Allen, Allen Robinson. Um, if, if Bill O'Brien wants to to somewhat make this uh, make this reasonable, if Allen Robinson wants out, that might be a guy he could bring in that's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but definitely can provide a lot of production for a young, budding quarterback. I'm not sure if Allen would want to go to New England and not know the QB situation. Do we think Cam is going to be there the next three to four years? Allen Robinson is a thousand-yard receiver last year, seven touchdowns. Like, 
he is in the he is in a point in his career where he needs to be paired with a guy that probably has that that longevity left that can that can create those type of plays that doesn't have to be in a in a situation where you don't know if the QB is the plan for the future of the franchise. We all know that about Houston, but I'm gonna leave that alone, G. Yes, he would help Cam. Yes, he would help the New England Patriots because we've been talking about how devoid of talent they are on the outside. He's an upgrade significantly over everybody there right now. When you talk about a number one wide receiver that can win with a big body that has already shown a high level of production. Um, so, yeah, he would help Cam, definitely. Greeny and Swaggo with you on ESPN Radio. Quick reminder, hiring is challenging, especially where everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple and fast and smart, and that place is ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter was the smartest way to hire. All right, Marcus, last night's game, um, interesting in so many different ways. The first of the two games, the Steelers and the Giants. Let's start quickly with Pittsburgh. With the combination of Big Ben and that defense, that sh- I mean, you, you were on some good defenses and you were a good player on that defensive line. I don't know if you ever held a player of Saquon Barkley's caliber to five rushing yards on 16 carries. With that defense and that quarterback, are the Steelers a legit contender in the AFC? They are absolutely a, a, a legit contender, G. And listen, man, I'm telling you, like, you know, we we get into this thing where we say, well, it's just week one, right? And that's fine. I agree with that to a certain extent. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense did this all last year. And everybody is back. They have guys that can rush the pass or win one-on-ones. How many times have you heard me say, if you got guys that can win one-on-ones, because let's be honest, this is a passing league. This league is about not only speed up front now, but you have to be able to rush the passer. That's why I think the Washington football team is devastating when they get a lead because they got guys that can win one-on-ones. That's why I believe when you look at Pittsburgh and their commitment, to play defense at the highest level with T.J. Watt, with Cam Hayward, who they just gave a new deal to, Bud Dupree looking for a new deal, Uh, Devin Bush in the center, and every level of the defense, there's a guy. Minka, obviously, on the back end. Joe Hayden still playing at a very high level. Like, let's, let's, let's get rid of this misnomer that Pittsburgh wasn't already good. They were already a great defense. But they were already a good team. And, you, and you know, I've heard you talk about franchises and the culture that they set. We know Mike Tomlin, a hell of a coach, based on a lot of years, but especially last year. We know what they can do. And good Lord, if Ben is healthy and continues to get better as time goes. He's been out for a year, and I, I tweeted during the game. I said, Ben, nerves or is he rusty? I'm sure it was a little bit of rust, but he talked about being nervous. And we saw all of that settle down once being realized, man, I'm playing football. I've been doing this, doing this at a high level. I've been doing it for a long time, and I know what I'm doing. And he didn't play against the greatest secondary, let's be honest. But we've seen him play against really good secondaries and carve people up. Um, Chase Claypool, if he emerges, G, you got a big physical presence on the outside. We know Juju can go. We know James Washington can go. Now you add Eric Ebron, who's had some success in this league. Man, Benny Snell ran tough. James, This team is built 
in the mode in which we've seen the Pittsburgh Steelers be very, very good time and time again. Play defense at the highest level, have Big Ben operate, make magnificent plays with receivers that no nobody talked about till the end of the season outside of Antonio Brown, but they did it when Plexico was there. They did it with with um they did it with Heinz Ward. They did it with a lot of guys, man. So let's 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 realize the franchise we're talking about, the quarterback we're talking about, and I know we get enamored with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and uh, Russell Wilson. You still got to play defense in this league to win championships. You still have to do it, and they're doing it at the highest level right now. So I think they are definitely in the top three teams we think about in the AFC. We have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Me too. Kansas City, Baltimore, and put Pittsburgh right in there. One more with Marcus Spears here before I let you go and, and, and let Dan Orlovsky make my day and ruin yours. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk really about the Eagles or the Cowboys this morning on Get Up. We, we really didn't get a chance to talk about the Cowboys. I meant to, but Stephen A. just started yelling at you, and then you started yelling at him, and we candidly never really got anywhere, which is always the most fun. But as you watch, yeah. the Eagles and Cowboys both come off of disappointing losses on Sunday. Give me your sense of concern for both of those teams, the Eagles with their injuries, the Cowboys with what I think was a disappointing night that they only scored 17 points with a chance to make sort of a statement win. What is your level of concern for those two teams in the NFC East? I'm actually not concerned at all about the Cowboys, and I'm not – I have a bit of concern um, about the Eagles because of their offensive line, man. I mean, this is an issue, G. Let me let me start with the Eagles first. My issue is you got an offensive line with a quarterback that already holds the ball and tries to do too much to make plays, who's been injury prone. All right, let's not forget that. And we saw what Washington football team was able to do once they got ahead, once they were in passing situations. Now we can talk about the game plan and the mistakes that Carson Wentz made. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to play that bad in the second half going forward. But it also leaves the question of why was it so important to draft Jalen Hurts, obviously because of injury history, but also in the same mode from athleticism-wise, and you think you can develop him into being a guy that's reliable. It was imperative that they had Nick Foles, who operated in Doug Peterson's system. There's something off. I'm not questioning talent. I'm not questioning if he can play at the highest level and be in the conversation for arguably being one of the better quarterbacks. There's something off about Carson Wentz when it comes to the consistency of play and also being healthy. That's And you got to protect yourself against that. But my concern is this offensive line, man. They got decimated by injury. We saw it, we saw it get taken advantage of during the game Sunday. So I'm concerned when it comes to that. Um, on, on Dallas' side, Mike McCarthy went for a fourth and three. We Hindsight is always 20-20. Kick the field goal, tie the game. You, I've been called an idiot. You're stupid for doing that. But, but I also remember last year when Jason Garrett kicked the field goal that that was the wrong decision, and I was an idiot for saying he should have went for it. So it, <laughs> it, I like what he did in that fourth and three. Two things. I'm concerned about Dallas in the middle of their defensive line because I felt like they got that offensive line from the Rams 
got a lot of push. They ran the ball successfully, and they took a lot of pressure off Jared Goff having to make a bunch of plays. And they act like Woods was not out there. They did. They. I was like, are y'all gonna let him keep catching the ball and creating these plays? McVay did a tremendous job moving them around. But I'm I'm actually okay with what the Cowboys did. Do do you take and critique? Yes. I want Zeke to get the ball more in screen game, check down game. We see how dynamic he looks. Zeke looks as good as any running back in the league based on week mm-hmm. one. All right, we already know what type of player he is. Dak was fine to me. He didn't miss a lot of throws. He he played pretty well. You want to see him, though, win those games because, gee, the argument will be and it will continue to be. Is that good? Everybody answered the question. Yes, Dak can play. But if you don't start winning these games in these moments, you are giving a justifiable reason for the Cowboys to be apprehensive about paying you. But as far as concern, no. First-year head coach Kellen Moore didn't do all of the things that you would love to see him do. I think Dak is going to get better. This team is going to get better. And we and, and I like what I saw from the wide receiver talent when we've been building up. Blake Jarwin hurts. I thought You remember I told you I thought he was going to be a breakout player? Blake yes. Jarwin was was a big piece to this offense. Um, and then Vanderesh, obviously being in the middle, based on his rookie season, was 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 trending towards being a legit dominant linebacker. So losing both of those guys, tremendously, tremendous blow. But, hey, man, I'm all right with my Cowboys right now. All right, Swagoo, you're the and best. The Thank way, you. I'm going to get Danny in here. Yeah, way, yeah, yeah. And by the way, they had no shot at blocking Aaron Donald. But guess what's going to happen in the next 15 weeks, G? Huh. Ain't nobody no going to have a shot blocking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Marcus, you've talked enough. You've talked enough. So it's <laughs> someone else's turn. Oh, look at this dude. This is a reunion. We're doing a little go makeshift ahead, NFL Live here before they go on. Dan Orlo- Marcus Spears, you're the best. Thank you. I'll see you later. Dan Orlovsky, I got two, three minutes here with Orlovsky. Yeah. So I'm driving home from, I'm, I'm coming home from, from, uh, from TV this morning, get, getting here to do the show, and I get a text from Orlovsky, and the only thing I can say to him is, I need you to come on the radio and say that. So, Dan, the floor is yours. I'll read the exact text I read to you or wrote to you, Greeny, after I got done watching all of the Jets-Buffalo games. Um, this past week, and my exact text is, I can tell you this with 100% confidence in what I'm seeing. Sam Darnold is great. He is a great player. He has gotten better, and he still has and likely will always have one to three plays a game that are going to drive you nuts. But that's always who he has been. He's a star at the position. The coach is worse than ever imagined, and the talent is the worst in the NFL. Mark my words, if they ever flip it around in New York or he goes somewhere else that's good, he's going to be a star. It was, it, was, it was exactly what I think, and so that's what made me happy about it. Now, there's almost nothing else to be happy about with regard to the Jets, but it did, and I respect your opinion on this stuff as much as anyone's, and it did confirm what I already think. And so my big fear here, Dan, and we can talk about this at greater length sometime, but my, my big fear here is... As you've heard me say a million times, these guys get ruined more often than they get developed. Do you worry that if there's continued negativity, another bad year, then a coaching change, then a new offense, that no matter how talented he is, it will, it will keep him from reaching his potential? Of course. Of course I do. Uh, I guess I could point to the Ryan Tannehill um, kind of experience and say, 
but there is hope. Um, that's always the worry is like, are you going to ruin a kid's mental confidence, belief in themselves? Uh, at the end of the day, that trigger, that, that, that ability to, I'm the best player on the field mindset. I would say this, Greeny, for anybody listening that, you know, like wants to see why, go to that game and go to the second quarter, 42 seconds left on the clock. That's an unbelievable throw. And go to the third quarter, 523 on the clock. It's an unbelievable throw. I counted one really stupid decision and two bad throws. Um, do I think he's going to get ruined? No, because I don't think Adam Gates gets to – I just don't see how Adam Gates gets to the end of the year. I just don't see how that ownership group can go. That's the leader. When there's other coaches doing incredible stuff for their young quarterbacks and develop them in, developing and growing them, I don't see how they can justify it. I'm completely with you. By the way, Ryan Tannehill got it turned around when he got away from Adam Gase. Danny, we'll be watching today, 4 o'clock. Thank you so much, my man. We'll do this later this week. Later, bud. Always. Brad Torlovsky with me again. He sent me that text out of nowhere. I'm just, I'm just in the car. The text pops up, so I wanted to talk about it. I, I, we will react to that in just a moment. Plus, there was a story over the weekend that brought tears to my eyes, and it had nothing to do with the Jets. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. And I will say this. I just heard Christine Lisi say that the guy from Nebraska said his comment was taken out of context. During that break, I listened to the comment. It was definitively in context. <laughs> there is no other context. He says to this other person, we're getting ready to announce Big Ten and Huskers football tonight. I'm not sure what other context that could possibly be meant in. So there was nothing out of context about it, at least nothing that was evident. It was 
an inadvertent statement, or at least it was inadvertently captured because there was a hot microphone in front of him. So um, that, that's a very encouraging sign that we're going to get Big Ten football perhaps starting as soon as next month. Let me very quickly react to what Dan Orlovsky just said, and then I will tell you the story from the weekend that brought tears to my eyes that wasn't about the Jets. But Dan's comments to me were about the Jets and about the development of the quarterback. And I think this is relevant to anybody, to anybody who was a football fan. This is not just a Jets story. It's not just a Jets conversation. This is about all quarterbacks. And my enormous fear is when you draft a quarterback, you really become a franchise with two different goals. And those goals don't always go hand in hand. One of your goals, of course, is winning as many games as possible. But the other is getting the quarterback to a place where he can be a fully formed product. Like all these, these rookie, these quarterbacks come in as rookies and they're just not fully formed yet. You watch them, even the best of them. Even Andrew Luck is a rookie who was really good. Or RG3 is a rookie who was really good. They need to round out. And so the most important thing you can do as a franchise, because once you get that guy fully rounded, if that guy becomes, I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers because he's like the best ever to do it, but if that guy becomes an A-level quarterback for a decade, you have a chance to win every single year. Every single year. And that's the most important thing you can do. And so when you have a coach who is hindering that progress, then in my opinion, the thing to do is make the change immediately. immediately get out of it immediately. You have to solve that problem before you run the risk of ruining the player. And I'm very concerned that the team I root for is on the verge of ruining the player. So those were the thoughts that Dan Orlovsky put in my head. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Okay. There was a story this weekend that brought tears to my eyes that about the Jets. Um, did you see the announcement that Pau Gasol and his wife made that they had a baby girl and that the baby girl's middle name is Gianna and that Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, is the godmother to this baby girl who, again, has the middle name, is named for Kobe and Vanessa's daughter, Gianna, Gigi, they called her, who died with her dad in that helicopter crash at the beginning of this crazy year of 2020. And I will tell you, and I've, I've spoken of this many times before. I knew Kobe. I didn't know him nearly as well as many other people did. I, I don't want to oversell my relationship with him, but I, I did, he did become someone that I knew because he liked having me host events that he did. So I did, I don't know, half a dozen of them with him over the course of time. Um, and uh, so I can tell you that when he died in January... Um, it affected me in a very unusual way, in a way that I really wasn't expecting. It was very, it was disproportionate to the relationship I had with him personally, which I think probably applies now to almost all of us because it affected so many people so deeply that never met him in their lives. And then all the craziness of this year that has gone on and the coronavirus came quite shortly after that. And, and life has been so surreal in so many ways that every now and again comes a reminder that Kobe is is no longer with us and it feels like a surprise 
Like, I don't know if you have that experience, too. I'm sure it is only because of the insanity of this year in which nothing seems real. And things that happened seven months ago now feel like they could. If you told me that day, I remember exactly where I was standing, as I'm sure you do when you first heard the word about what happened with Kobe. That if you said to me right now, just close your eyes and without thinking about it, tell me how long ago that was. I would say, I don't know, five years ago. And the fact that it was not even eight months ago was impossible to believe. But anyway, when I saw that post from Pal and then Vanessa's response, I will tell you, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like I had tears in my eyes. I'm in the back of a car and, and, and it was like it had happened all over again because it is an, a reminder of something that, I, I, again, I have to go back to, I think because of the craziness of this year, sometimes just doesn't feel real. It's a reminder that, oh, yeah, that actually happened right before all the rest of this. So that, it, it moved me when I saw that. And life goes on for that family. And um, I can't even imagine being in those circumstances. Uh, I, I think that the way she has handled herself, the strength that she has shown through all of this and what she has to for her daughters is remarkable. But her really beautiful response when, when she talked about how beautiful her goddaughter was and how she was looking forward to it and Pow talking about that. It's just, there's something beautiful about it. Uh, the, the bonds that sports creates, it, it really, it touched me beyond obviously my ability to put into words because I'm doing a very poor job of it here. But I will just, again, quickly say that it, it touched me deeply when I saw that this weekend. Um, we got a game seven in the NBA playoffs tonight. Clippers, I'm sure, can't believe they find themselves in this situation. And candidly, they have no business being here. They had a 16-point lead in Game 5 and a 19-point lead in Game 6. And if they don't win this game tonight, it will be one of the great collapses that we have ever seen. And for that reason and many others, they don't lose this game. Kawhi Leonard doesn't lose this game. The Clippers will win tonight, and we will get the series we've been waiting for for basically a year, the all-L.A. final being played in a bubble in Orlando. Lakers and Clippers... Um, and, and that's my expectation. And then you get Celtics and Heat tonight. And this is not my attempt to pick both teams. I'm picking the Celtics. My official pick, hashtag KOD, is the Celtics. I've been picking them since before the season began. I will not change now. I will tell you, my eyes tell me right now the Heat are playing better. The Heat are playing so well, it's insane. Jimmy Butler is so good. And if, if I had not picked the Celtics, I would take the Heat. But I'm not trying to hedge it. I'm going to stay with my official pick, and that will be Boston in seven. All right, coming up next, I'm going to throw open the phones to you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And if your team won this weekend, I'm sorry, but you're not welcome. This next set of conversations we will have is just a session for you to vent. If your NFL team is 0-1 and you're as aggravated as I am, I have these airwaves. I sit here and I vent about my team all day. I want to give you a chance to do the same. All the fans of the losing teams, give me a call, 888-729-3776, and I'll give you a quick chance to just vent about how aggravated you are, how bad your team is, and you can bask in the, in the knowledge that no matter how bad they are, they're not as bad as mine. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN, call me. We'll do your calls next. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming to your calls in just a second. All of us whose teams lost this week. I'm only inviting losers, if you will, to call in here. You have to sit and listen to me all day as we spend these afternoons together. And I'm so grateful to you for spending this time with me. If you have to sit here and listen to me complain about my team, I'll sit and listen to you complain about yours. I will very quickly just remind you that my new podcast is out. It's called I'm Interested. The first edition of it is available right now wherever you get your podcasts. They are long-form interviews with sports broadcasting legends. The first one today is one of the greats, Vern Lundquist, for about 45 awesome minutes talking about his incredible career. You can check it out. I'm Interested wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we'll finish it up with you. Time for What's on Your Mind. It's brought to you by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. What's on your mind is going to be your opportunity to vent about your team losing this week. Lou, you're first up. Lou, what's your team? And tell me how you feel. Hey, how you doing, Greeny? I'm a Jet fan. Oh. Uh, my mother's 73, been a Jet fan her whole life. Give me something good, man. I was one years old last time they won a Super Bowl. Could you tell me anything that will make me happy or what? Yes, someday Adam Gase won't be the coach of the Jets anymore. And hopefully that day will be someday soon. And we're the same age, by the way. I, too, was one year old the only time they won the Super Bowl. Lou, thank you for calling. I hope you feel better. Dave, your chance to vent. Who's your team and why do you, how do you feel today? Hey, Greeny, it's great to have you back on the air. This is uh, Dave from Atlanta. I'm a Jets fan. And, man, I, my complaint today is I'm just tired. I'm tired of being the punchline to everybody's jokes. I'm tired of not having anything to look forward to other than the draft every year. I mean, it's a laughing stock, and it's a joke, and it's it's just it's tiring at this point. You know what I mean? Not only that, they get rid of everybody they draft anyway. All the good players they draft aren't on the team anymore. The best player the Jets have drafted in the last five years is right now playing in Seattle. So I'm with you, Dave. Thank you. I'm sorry. You've made me angry now. <laughs> Majid is next. Majid, you're on uh, on ESPN Radio with Greeny. What's your team, and how do you feel? I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan from New Jersey, 55-year-long fan. Year -long fan. And I tell you, I had plans on going to the game, so they said it's because of the COVID. You can't have fans. So I went and bought me a giant TV and sit back to watch my game on Sunday. We get blown up by the Packers. <laughs> I love it. Long live sports. I mean, God bless you guys. I just love it. It's so important. It is. Because there's nothing in the world better than investing absolutely everything into something that means absolutely nothing. I love it. Chris is next. Chris, you're on with Greeny. What's your team and how do you feel today? Broncos fan. I'm a Broncos fan, Greeny, and I just have to say, last night, to watch our players get punched in the face, and then not to have Vic Fangio call a freaking timeout in the last three minutes of the game so that we could have some semblance of an offensive charge at the end, 
that would have been fantastic. But that never happened for the Broncos. And uh, unfortunately, we uh, racked up another loss last night. That was a disgrace. You couldn't be more right, Chris. You're calmer than I would be. For those of you who didn't see it, Vic Vangio let the clock run all the way down to nothing and let them kick a, a winning field goal because he said the other kicker was having a bad night, which he was. By the way, Fangio has admitted today, I just saw this story a little while ago, Fangio has admitted it was a mistake, which is the right thing for him to do. And I think his players want to hear it, and he owned it. And look, people make mistakes, it happens. But that was a terrible one. Terrible. And it completely cost his team a chance to still win that game. I'm greeting on ESPN Radio. Chico, you are next. Chico, who's your team and how do you feel today? Man, I'm a Dolphin fan. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Listen, here's the good news. <laughs> Chico, I know that was a disheartening opener, but I think you have reason for hope. I feel watching it again from the relative distance at which I sit as though there was cause for optimism in Miami and, and it's spelled T-U-A, right? Like everything in Miami is now just built around waiting for that kid to start to play and see if he is what they are hoping he's going to be. He's supposed to be Drew Brees and Kyler Murray wrapped up into one. He can run around like crazy and he's got Brees' accuracy. That's what Tua is supposed to be. So at least you have some cause for hope, unlike the rest of us. All right, one more. AJ, uh, you're on with Greeny. What's your team, and how do you feel today? Hey, Greeny. Uh, Cincinnati fan, lifelong Cincinnati fan. Um, excited to see the beginning of the Joe Burrow era. For the most part, I was pretty happy with it, but the way that the game ended on a, a phantom OPI and then a missed field goal was, uh, was disheartening and, you know, kind of what I expect out of the Bengals. Well, they missed a chip shot field goal. And right before that, the coach doesn't throw a ball in the end zone with seven seconds left. Give the kid a chance to win the game. And you know what? If he loses it, then let him learn from that, too. If he throws a pick or takes a sack or anything like that, let him learn from that, too. But you also have reason, AJ, to be much happier than me because that kid, Joe Burrow, is really good. Joe Burrow is great. And and they, they're not going to ruin Well, they haven't started ruining him yet. Or at least they haven't been spending as much time ruining him as my coach has spent ruining my quarterback. So I appreciate everybody calling, and this is our opportunity to vent. That's honestly the way I see it. You have to sit here and listen to me vent about my team, so the least I can do is sit and listen to you vent about yours. I'm happy to do it, and if we can both make each other feel a little better, then so be it. Enjoy the hoops tonight. Big night. we got a Game 7. It's on ESPN. I'll see you tomorrow morning for Get Up. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.